Hey everyone, welcome to the Power of Coaching bonus episode number two, What You Think Changes Everything. Last week I mentioned a tool that I've been trained in to help you discover how to achieve the results you want. The tool is designed by Brooke Castillo, who is the founder of the Life Coach School, and it's really a systematic way of looking at your life. It will help you be more conscious of your daily life, what you think, why you feel the way you feel, and the actions that come from your emotions and how to change your feelings when they don't serve you. Spoiler alert, we are not hostage to our feelings. Anyway, this tool, it's called the model, and it will help you see how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are all tied together to create your results. If you're in a place where you can download and you'd like to follow along with what I'm speaking about, you can go to findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash model, M-O-D-E-L. And there you'll find a one-page download that you can use to not only follow along with what I'm teaching, but also you can uh, copy it as many times as you want, and you can use it to begin the process of self-coaching which I'll explain later on. All right, again, it's findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash model. All right, let's talk about the model and the power of it. So let me backtrack a minute. When I was coming to the conclusion that not only could I and should I give practical advice that you can implement, but also I was realizing how absolutely critical mindset is, I began to do a search for what it means to coach people, to help them with their mindset. And there's tons of stuff out there. And I spent days and days combing through all that's out there. And I found the Life Coach School and the model is the best way to coach people. You can take any issue you're dealing with and break it down into five components that interrelate to produce an outcome. The tool is composed of circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Think of those categories in a vertical fashion with circumstances at the top, then comes thoughts, feelings, actions, and results at the bottom. Again, you can go find that download and you can follow along with the download if that helps. And the reason why I love this tool is because it's very clear about how to coach from the circumstance all the way to the results, rather than just giving my opinion on what I think you ought to do. I don't know what you ought to do in your life. I can give you some practical ideas and tips, and I can also share with you um, my experience with raising children being married for 37 years, being a teacher, but I don't know your life and I don't know what you're dealing with. So that's why I love this way of coaching because it helps you see very clearly and objectively what's going on in your life and in your thinking and why you have the results you have. I also love this model. Because the second component 
to me helping you and coaching you and teaching you how to self-coach is that you can then do this for your children. And you can give your children the power that they should have in their life, which is understanding what their thoughts are, realizing where their feelings come from, so that when another kid on the playground makes a nasty comment to them, your children can be objective about it and understand that's just a nasty comment from another kid. It doesn't mean it's true. Anyway, that's for further down the road, but I did want to help you understand why I'm so excited about this, because I can help you and you can help your children. Today, we're going to talk about just the first two components of the model, and they're called the circumstance and the thoughts. Circumstances are things that are outside of our control. People, people's behavior, our situation we find ourselves in, something someone says or does. These are things outside of our control. Circumstances can be proven in a court of law. In other words, they are facts that everyone would agree upon, and they need to be neutral. They do not include our opinion or any characterization of a circumstance. So for instance, you could say you have a mother-in-law. That's a fact. That's a circumstance. But if you said, my mother-in-law is unkind, and that's my circumstance, no, it's not. You are thinking your mother-in-law is unkind, but the circumstance is just neutral. You have a mother-in-law. I could also say I have a husband, or I'm married to a great man. All right, which of those is the circumstance? It is, I have a husband. Now, I may think I'm married to a great man, but he may have just robbed a bank without me knowing it. You see, he's not so great then, but the neutral circumstance is I have a husband. Most of us think and have actually been trained to believe that it is our circumstances that makes us unhappy or causes all our problems. We often want to change our circumstances to bring us happiness. If I had a different husband, I'd be so much happier. I have discipline issues because my children are too strong-willed. My house is a mess because I don't have the time to clean it. If I didn't have to work and have children, I would be able to stay on top of the laundry better. All of those are thoughts. They are not circumstances. The truth is that changing our circumstances will only bring new or different problems to deal with. The only thing that creates different results in our life is a different thought about our circumstances. We change what our results in our life will be by learning how to change what we think. Now, so many people want to argue with this. And you know what? When I first started studying this, I wanted to argue with it because I felt like there are some circumstances that should be changed. And maybe there are, but we have to take the circumstance and make it neutral in order to understand what we think about it and how we want to act upon it. Do you find that you're thinking you are the victim of your circumstance? Are you trapped and unhappy? If you think that, don't be mad at me when I tell you 
that you've chosen to think that. You've chosen to be the victim of your circumstance. Now listen, we can have very difficult circumstances in our life that we don't choose. We might be confronted with a serious or even life-threatening disease. We find that our husband is addicted to porn or alcohol. Our children are given into the culture and value shifts rather than standing strong in the values and morals we taught them. Life is great and hard, joyful and sorrowful, challenging and easy. It is the full spectrum of emotions. That's what it means to be human. We'll only find perfection in heaven. And until then, we need to decide if our circumstances will control us, our feelings, and how we live our lives, or if we will take control of our lives by not being a victim of our circumstances. How do we do that? We do it by choosing what we want to think about our circumstances and making the choice to be the one who decides who we are today, who we want to be, and the life we want to create. What do you want to make this circumstance mean? Just because you think a thought doesn't make it true, nor does it make it unchangeable. Thoughts are subjective. Let me demonstrate a little bit. So when I was much younger, (laughs) before I had children, before I had a home to keep and a husband to care for, um, I exercised because I thought, I want to get in shape. I need to exercise. I did. I lost 15 pounds and I saw success. I was exercising. My circumstance was exercise, neutral. My thought was, if I do this, I will lose weight and I'll get in shape. My feeling was determined. My action was, I exercised and my result was, I lost 15 pounds and I got in shape. Fast forward about 30 years and... I think about exercise. And now my thought is being out of shape, even if I do it, it won't make a difference. My feeling is apathetic. My action is I don't exercise. My result, no difference is made. It is through our thoughts that we either create the mindset obstacles or the mindset empowerment. Just as a side note, I've changed my thought. I am exercising every day and I've lost 10 pounds already. Okay, I'm absolutely not suggesting that cleaning up or changing your thoughts about a situation will bring you rainbows and unicorns every day, but it will give back the control you should have over the kind of life you want. And I also want to be clear, as a Catholic, I am committed to doing God's will in my life. This is not in opposition to embracing God's will for our life. In God's infinite wisdom, he may allow sadness or tragedy to enter your life. Are you going to think, oh, this is great? If I just think that this is great, it'll all be great? That's not realistic. That's not who we are as humans. However, there are a lot of thoughts to choose from in order to deal with the situation. 
16 years ago, Michael developed stage 3 colon cancer. Now, he has the genetic marker for it. We knew it. They missed it in colonoscopies. But there we were. Stage 3, two tumors. And the surgeon came out of the operating room and said, first thing he said to me was, I hear you have seven children. And I said, yes, we do. He said, how old are they? I said, 18 down to five. He said, spend as much time together as you can. This cancer will probably come back within two years and it won't be good. Well, I knew that no male who had colon cancer in Michael's family lived after 50. So here's a model, okay, for this circumstance. The circumstances Michael diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. Our thought, well, we had two options. We could have gone, oh my gosh, this is terrible. God must not love us or care for us. Or I can't take care of the kids if he dies. Or every male in his family with this type of cancer has died before he's 50. So Michael's going to die. Those are my options. Or I could choose... I trust God that he knows what he's doing. We will get through this. We will not worry about the future. I chose, I trust God that he knows what he's doing. And the feeling that came from that was empowered. If I were to have chosen one of the other thoughts of, he's going to die, or God must not care for me, my feeling would have been fear or panic. But I chose a different thought. I trust God that he knows what he's doing, and I felt empowered. And so our actions were, we decided (laughs) to binge watch 24 when he was in treatment. We just spent that time laying on the couch while he was in treatment. We prayed like crazy for all our needs, physical, spiritual, and financial, because Michael is a solo practitioner as an attorney. And so if he doesn't work, no money's coming in. And we told the children calmly, but with optimism and hope, because we knew that if our thought was fear, we would feel fear and we would transmit fear to our children. And we did not want to do that. We teased and laughed our way through the difficulties of chemo brain and his inability to do much of anything. And the result, we made it through the year of treatment with a deeper, firmer faith, and a stronger bond within our family. And, side note, the doctor was wrong. Michael survived stage 3 cancer, something no other male in his family has done. The way we think creates our feelings, which drives our actions or inactions, giving us our results. To change our results, we need to have better thoughts or different thoughts. Thoughts that serve us. Coaching and self-coaching helps us identify our thoughts and gives us the space to see that we can actually choose different thoughts. Our brain tells us if we think it, it must be true. That's because our primitive brain always wants to do over and over and over again what is easy. So if we've already had a thought, it's going to go back to that thought and think, yep, just think it again. Our brain likes to keep our thoughts simple. It's here to protect us so anything new or requiring more effort will be shut down and not even seen by our consciousness. 
But when we get deliberate about our thinking, using our prefrontal cortex, we can slow the thought process down and choose the thoughts that are best for us, rather than operating in default mode. Next week, we'll dive deep into our feelings and see how they come from our thoughts. We are not the victim of our feelings, and we're going to learn how to use them to create good things rather than letting them define or limit us and the joy that we can experience. We'll also see how our actions or inactions are tied to our feelings and thoughts and how our results come directly from our thoughts. So if you're listening to this and you're looking around and you're seeing a house in complete chaos, that comes from a thought that you're having. We'll talk more about how that connection is made next week. Take some time today, and I would suggest every day, get into the habit, just five minutes, download your thoughts. Write them out. They can be about anything, and don't censor yourself. But notice what your thoughts are. We have over 60,000 thoughts a day, with approximately 80% of them negative. Did you know that? I did not know that. (laughs) That's terrible. What are your thoughts? Do you operate in the negative zone? You're going to have to be very intentional not to operate in the negative zone. So don't just think about thinking them. Actually write them down. And you'll notice two things. Once you write it down, you'll feel less anxiety or stress over the thought. And when you write the thought down, only then can you actually analyze it and decide whether that's what you want to think or not. So I want to direct you again to the model guide. If you go to findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash model, you'll find this tool that you can print out and begin practicing your self-coaching. Do it a number of times. Fill in the C line or circumstance. Make sure that it's neutral without any adjectives or characterizations. Then fill in the T line, your thought. What is your first thought about that circumstance? All right, I'm just going to give you a a little um, quick example. You tell your son to make his bed before he comes down for breakfast. Your circumstance is, I told my son to make his bed before he comes down for breakfast. He did not do it. We could prove it in a court of law. Your thought could be, he disrespects me. He's too strong-willed. He doesn't want to do it, so I can't make him. Or your thought could be, I need to help him learn this habit. Okay, do you see the difference in those two thoughts? One is, you feel like you have no power to parent. And the other is, you feel empowered to teach him how to do it, to give him the consequences he needs to learn this habit. All right, that's just a little example. You can do it for anything in your life. Next week, we'll continue filling in the rest of the model, and I strongly encourage you, this week, choose thoughts that serve you. Take care.